Hello, Jeremy, Kristen, and Scott. You came looking for a new idea for a podcast. Congratulations, you found it. You may recognize the devices around your collars, Jeremy, Kristen, and Scott. These laser cutters slice through tissue and bone like butter. All three of you have the opportunity to live. All three of you need to do is have the same exact Saul movie as your number one choice. It's that easy. I will be listening. Make your choices. The game will select one of you in 10 seconds. Unless, of course, someone chooses to go first. So after that intro from Jigsaw, I uh, don't even want a proper introduction to the episodes. <laughs> Let's just get started. And well, I know what the ending is going to be. I, I just, Kristen screws up everything. So I feel like the boys are going to be on one side and I'm just going to be all over the place with my rating. So let's get started. Um, well, first of all, <clears throat> you you heard the intro. So we're talking about the Saw movies, obviously. We are including um, Spiral in that as far as our rankings go. I don't know if everybody knows, like, because that's from, you You said it to me, it's from the book of Saw, but it's... It's literally like, I mean, technically there's no Saw 9. It's Spiral. It's, yeah. yeah. But speaking of Spiral, that's my number 10. Yeah, number 10, I also have Spiral. I have 3D. Okay. Mm -hmm. Scott, what is your number nine? Number nine is Jigsaw. That is my number nine as well. Uh, I have Saw 7. Is that Jigsaw? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's 3D. Okay, I have Saw 3D. Oh, Lord. (laughs) All right, so Scott, Scott and Jeremy both said 3D. Okay, my number eight. That's that's not right. I'm sorry. I have 3D much higher. (laughs) You're so nervous. I know you got the laser collar on, but Jeremy, don't panic. It's the 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 collar is getting to me. I I don't know which one I'm missing here. Uh, eight. What's eight? Eight would be jigsaw. Okay, that's not it either. Um. They only numbered up to six. There's only numbers through six physical numbers. Then we have jigs. Then we have three D jigsaw spiral and X. How, how did you number? Did you just it's, do one through ten? No, I see. What, I see what happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's saw five is my number nine. Oh, hang. Oh, good lord. Okay. So I saw when <laughs> when I added in the new one, I didn't bump everything down. So now my numbers are all fucked up. So we're just going to need to pay attention to when we all said something. So we all said our number nine. We think. We think. We don't <laughs> this, know what's this going on. This damn collar is getting to me. I don't know what to do, all right? It's going to be a long night, guys. <laughs> oh, Lord. My number eight is soft five. Mine are all fricked up now. Okay. We're going to take a minute. And we're going to cut this part out. Oh, I see what happened. And Jeremy's just going to fix this fucking eye. <laughs> <laughs> I saw five at number nine. Okay, I'm ready. I'm good. They're all there. They're all accounted for. Are you sure? Scott, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're okay. You're good. I added X in and it's, I had all nine done and then I added X in and it, I didn't rearrange everything else. Okay. I have, we're on number eight, right? Yep. Our number eight ranking. I have Jigsaw. Yeah. Okay. My number eight is Saw 5. 
And my number eight is also Sulfon. Right. So, so far, me and Scott are kind of like almost ish on the same page. Well, so we all thought... said Jigsaw, right? No, we all said Saw Five. Didn't we all say Jigsaw? No. Scott... I said Jigsaw already. Jigsaw was my nine. And we yes. So we've knocked off two of them. I'm sorry. All right, we're killing it. So Jigsaw is. I think those are all rated R. To be quite honest, I'm just. They're fucking gonna all be rated R. I'm a dumbass. Um, Jigsaw came out in 2017. It's classified as a horror thriller, which I also think they all are, but I just copied and pasted from Google. Um, the runtime is one hour and 32 minutes, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, and 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. The budget was 10 million. What are your box office guesses? Jigsaw. This is number nine in the franchise. 37 No, it's million. not. It's number eight. I'm an idiot. 37 million. 37 million? Scott. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go high. Because um, I remember the theater was full when I went to see it. I'm going to throw... I'm going to throw like a 72 out there. 104.2 million. Wow. Like I said, the theater was packed. So I'm, doesn't, I'm not necessarily overly surprised. Yeah. So I've got no fun facts about this one i don't know if anyone has anything to say we met laura vandervoort and you didn't realize she was in it that was fun yeah <laughs> is that the one she's in yes and did you write that down yes oh wow look at you so some of the traps from this one maybe not actually official names but this is just what i wrote um, there's the bucket room, chain hangers, leg wires, the grain silo, the cycle trap, the shotgun keys, and the laser collars, which it's fitting this is the first one we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. As we're being suffocated by a laser collar. Yes, <laughs> Jeremy. All right. Does anyone have anything to say about this movie? I don't. I mean. Um, so maybe um Maybe I'm biased because we just met her at Steel City, but I really loved Laura in the movie. I thought she did a great job as like the lead, not scared, kind of strong character trying to get through the game. Can you hear that? No, I don't Okay, good. <laughs> the dog is just like weirdly growling nonstop. Um, I love Laura's part. I loved the... I don't want to say the ending because the ending was the laser collars but just before that that like reverse shotgun trap thing that mm, i didn't I see that it. coming so i know that was pretty cool and then the silo like the grain filling up while they were trapped in there i thought that was a really unique kind of kill too um so there were a couple of scenes that really stood out to me in this one and even though i have it ranked low i didn't necessarily hate it but I don't know it didn't it didn't stand out for anything special either to be clear i don't hate any of these movies this was very 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 hard for me to do yeah i like them all for different reasons and i it was just very hard for me to do i just don't have anything to say about this one yeah, no, for me, like a couple, number one, definitely being, I loved in the flashback scene at the end, bringing back Tobin Bell. Uh, I, I remember the theater going nuts when, you know, when you heard his voice and he popped on screen. That was cool. Uh, I actually adored Eleanor's character um, just because I'm like, 
honestly, I could see, you know, I'd like to have a, a saw museum like she has tucked away in a random, you know, warehouse somewhere. I thought that was super cool. Um, the, the kills or the games were, these were some really intricate ones that, you know, the, um, the silo filling up with was cool. I love the motorcycle one. I thought was really um, tense. A lot of them were were tense uh, for sure. But yeah, like you said, I I don't necessarily hate any movie in the franchise. Just certain ones. I have things I like more and dislike more. Um, same with this. Uh, from a dislike, I felt like this was kind of the third time around where it decided to use the concept of a previous survivor carrying out Jigsaw's work. So that I really didn't care for. We already had it happen with Amanda. We already had it happen with Dr. Gordon, you know, and now you're going to do it for a third time uh, that I just, I dislike that part of it. Yeah. So I, I agree. I would love that Saw Museum. Yes. And that was a good point to bring up about Tobin Bell coming back. Um, I didn't know when I was going to say it, so I guess I'll just say it now. But something I said to Kristen was I was always fascinated with the franchise, how they were able to incorporate Tobin even after his presumed death. Whether what the fuck do you mean presumed? They saw his autopsy. Yeah, but the way they like happen in the series. Mm-hmm. But it was either flashbacks or, you know, seeing it ahead of time. Whatever the case may be, they did a great job of still keeping him involved and continuing the storyline without it being so far-fetched that he, you know, passed it on to whoever and now it's just them instead. Like, I don't know. I really love that. Yeah. I mean, I think the box office was really high also. We're going back to the box office just because it was seven years since last saw. This was was like one of the longest spans. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first how many came out year after year after year. Right. So that brings us to Saw 5. This came out in 2008. Horror thriller. Ooh, they're not all classified as a horror thriller. So find out which one's different. Got to keep listening. (laughs) (laughs) This one's classified as a horror thriller with a runtime of one hour and 38 minutes. Um, It has a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. The budget was 10.8 million. Unbelievable. Sorry, Scott. You're fine. Dog difficulties here. The budget was 10.8 million. What are your guesses for the box office? 58 million. I'm going to go 62. 118.2. I'm never close. Don't don't go by my numbers. <laughs> well, yeah, but even for for 2008, I mean that's that's impressive. Yep. So Saw Five, this was the one where you. This one ranks so low on my list. You're gonna say it because I hated the fact that the two detectives looked damn near identical to me. I couldn't keep. Like, I couldn't keep track of who was who. I was struggling the whole movie. I'm like, one of them literally has a hole in their neck. And then their their hair is parted different. uh, Great. (laughs) That was not enough for me to decipher the difference. No, Strom and Hoffman, I'll I'll give them credit. Strom and Hoffman were 
they, they were they do kind of close I'll give them that yeah, I'll give yeah. them that they definitely do for sure and I remember this is my first memory now I and I don't want to like put my name on it and say like this was definitely the first one I've seen in theaters but this is the first memory I have of seeing one in theaters and I remember being like really freaking confused in the theater so I was also like a lot younger at the time too but I was so confused like especially with the glass glass coffin at the end mm-hmm. I was just like what the hell is going Which, on so that's one of my strengths of the movie but I think for me, one of the things that hurt this movie was how great it started. He's got his head trapped in a box and he gives himself the what? tracheotomy. Tracheotomy, yeah. And that's just such a cool visual and such a unique way to survive a game and get out of a trap. But then from there, the movie's just all over the place and very kind of unbalanced in a sense. So the traps in this one, we've got the pendulum at the beginning. And the water cube, the necktie trap, the ceiling jar, electric bathtub, 10 pints of sacrifice, the shotgun chair, and the glass coffin. So I liked the concept of this one, how if they all worked together from the beginning, right. they it would have been a lot less damage to them. Yep. And them not realizing that until it was way too late. But I think another good part of this movie... We finally saw, I don't remember her name, but the one character actually made a smart decision in a horror movie for once. At the end of um, like the necktie traps, see, I don't even know what the traps are called. I'm just making up names. But when she took all of the keys and she's like, we might need these for later, even though they didn't need them and they were all the same key. They became beneficial though. It was smart. By By her having them, they realized at the end- kind of what was happening well but... yeah but still too late yeah it was smart though i agree scott do you have anything you'd like to say um yeah i speaking of you said about the key I, I remember going nuts as well in the theater when when jill you know takes the the boxes there she takes the necklace off and has the key but then i it was such a good cliffhanger to say okay here's the box opening but we're not going to show you the contents of it till a future film love i love that part um i like julie julie benz as brit i'm a big julie benz fan so i i enjoyed her role um but yeah i frankly my least favorite character of the entire franchise is detective hoffman uh, and we have full-on hoffman in this one so i i I don't like him. I hate him. Uh, I think Jeremy I, uh, does too. <laughs> I hate him with a passion. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I actually noted from, because I, I did, I went through the the nine. I had done Spiral a couple weeks prior when I had a guest um, that was over for Steel City. We watched Spiral, but then I did the other eight in like a four-day time span. I felt that five had the most boring kills. Yeah, um, I, I mean, noted I, I, I thought agree. it was the, yeah. Yeah, the most boring uh, and I hated to how they made Erickson so gullible. He was right. so quick to be, oh, it was strong. Oh yeah, Detective Strong went AWOL. You know, he went, it, it's him. I'm just like, dude, really? Yeah. So uh, I, that, I I didn't like how they made Erickson so gullible. And I like Mark Rolston um, as an actor. So I was a little disappointed how they had his character, um, you know, perform in that role. But yeah, other than that, not a whole lot. That's why it's so low on my list. 
Yeah, I agree, especially on Erickson. Like, I even so Kristen was she had just had surgery the weekend. We what we plowed through like eight of them, two kind of in like a two or three day period. Nine of them, nine, yeah, nine of them in two and a half days. So, um, I was watching it and she wasn't, I don't, I think that was the one that you really weren't awake for. No, it was saw six, okay. But the whole movie, I'm sitting there like, how is this policeman so stupid? Like, is this proto? It doesn't feel like protocol that. You know, we're going to include you on this, but it's got to be, um, you know, strong because of this. And like, there was no evidence behind the accusations that he was just kind of throwing out there. It was like, throw it up against the wall and see if it sticks. <laughs> um, I remember the the second kill where they had to break the glass out of the, uh, off the ceiling. And... The one guy is breaking all the glass and he was kind of an arrogant, cocky dick. But at the same time, like he's getting them all down for everybody. And the one girl just like bashes him in the back of the head and uses him as a sacrifice. It's like, why did you do that? Like, I get that he's being a jerk, but he seemed like the strong one that you would want, you know, kind of moving forward. I don't know. But the other mm-hmm. the only other things that stood out to me i loved when they had to do the 10 pints of blood where they realized like oh shit we needed to work as a team the whole time and they get through it and she's like we made it and the guy is just like <laughs> all he's mauled yep. yeah he is just <laughs> mauled to death because he was just forcing his arm through there trying to try and uh, i loved when they looked at the keys and realized that it was the exact same key five times that was a, a clever you know twist that i didn't see coming and then Kristen alluded to the glass casket case thing that was just a unique twist of you know once hoffman ended up in there and you're just watching it going no 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 <laughs> and you knew like there was no way strom was getting out of there and that was a great kill and what a shitty way to die just seeing all the walls close in around you and there's literally nothing you can do yeah so that was all i had for that yeah before we move on i i guess i should have done this at the beginning but i didn't really think about it but this is your first time watching a lot of these movies seven of them at least now what six of them sorry what was why did you not you didn't watch them in the first place because you thought the it got too gore focused right i thought they focused too much on the gore as opposed to the storyline but i think i stopped at five which is this one right here but i don't i don't remember the movie so maybe i stopped at four i I can't i can't remember like four there was parts where i do remember seeing it this one nothing stood out to me as if i remembered it so I don't know. I just thought they lost that focus that they had on the first three that I enjoyed so much that just had a a steady storyline. And, you know, yes, it was gruesome, but it it wasn't over the top gore to like have that appeal to try and draw you in. But I feel like after rewatching, I mean, I want to say the first nine because Saw X wasn't out when we watched these. You're, I feel like your feeling changed a little bit. It did. And you, you saw that if you stuck it through till the end, with the exception of Spiral, because that one's unrelated, but it there was parts in each that linked together. Mm-hmm. And that it really was 
I feel like you can approach Saw one of two ways. You can watch it for the deep twisted storyline, which I mean, it does get a little weird. I mean, I'm not going to lie, but, or you can just watch it for the blood and the guts, you know? And yeah, so I, I'm glad your opinion kind of changed a little bit, at least. Well, it changed a lot. I really enjoyed almost all of these movies, to be completely honest with you. There's only one that I really didn't like, and we'll get into the reasoning why it's not. It's probably not the reason most people will think, but I had it ranked at number 10, so you've already heard it. But it's not because the movie itself sucked. It's for a different reason. Um, but with that said, I think part three, and again, we'll get into it when we talk about that, but there's one particular trap that just made me so uh, cringing and like so upset to watch it happen that I think that was just like my turnoff at that time of like oh my god they're taking it too far I don't even want to know like what they're gonna do moving forward if that makes sense yeah but like ironically like Scott said this one back to Saw 5 um did have kind of not no. great kills no not at all this one was... like I overall i like the concept like the five four three two one like i kind of liked that and i i definitely would have fallen for it too if i was in that trap like i i'm not smart enough to survive one of these games right like it was it was the weakest of the movies as far as kills go for sure yeah yeah no i remember so uh, you know everyone has certain time periods of their life that movie franchises uh, affect them differently and you know being that horror is my favorite genre i was fortunate and i think we're all around the same age that saw came out at those extremely pivotal 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 sorry can't speak today <laughs> uh pivotal stage in our in my life from the ages you know the bulk of it was 16 to 24 yep. when you're you know finding yourself a, as the person you're gonna you know you're gonna become and it was also at the height of midnight releases when movies would premiere. Oh, yeah. So okay. other than the first, which I didn't see in theater because I was skeptical of it, which um, that was a terrible choice not to see that in theater. I saw it then on home video, but I was fortunate enough to then see two through um, Jigsaw. All, okay. uh, well, at midnight releases, I should say. That's when midnight releases were a thing. Yeah, now, so I'll be honest, Saw X, I saw it three on a Thursday. Right. Like, and, and I'm all about going to movies on release day, but they kind of lose that like hype, especially when we were in college. I was in college for four, five, six, and um, 3D, and we would be hyped for two days before that you know we're all again then it'd be eight o'clock at night the night of the premiere now we're all meeting up in an apartment or someone's room every we basically had like a pre-game party before we're going to see ball so everyone was so so hyped and i remember like every year i was basically recruiting a bigger and bigger group of people but i think when saw six came i'm not gonna lie i think we had 40 people in our group go from college like it was yeah and i was fortunate enough you know being part of a a sports team in college that you know so many of my teammates you know we always did stuff together in packs anyways but we were you know we're recruiting everyone we'd be in the dining hall we'd see someone with a horror shirt on yo you want to go see the you know saw (laughs) saw premiere friday they're like we got our tickets we got our tickets already i'm like all right yo we're gonna you know we're we're hanging at this apartment or this room before and every year they just got bigger and bigger that's hilarious Um, unfortunately as we'll see from my list, from four on, they got worse and worse, the movies. So for that four, five, six, and 3D period. But what was great is 
we still had the hype every year. Yeah. Even after five, every, we got a bigger party for six. After six, we still had a big party for 3D. Six was probably our peak. That was our fright, our our Freddy Four. You know, Nightmare Four. They say was the peak of Nightmare for us. Saw Six was the the peak of our Saw parties that nice. we used to have. Nice. Did you see? Okay, I'm gonna go like so off topic. Did you see um, Saw 3D in 3D? I did. Okay, yes. me me too. Jeremy missed out on that opportunity. I did not get to see that, but that's <clears throat> okay. Okay. So what is your number seven? Whoever wants to go. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, my number seven is part four. Okay. My number seven is Saw 3D, the final chapter. My number seven is Saw 4. <laughs> okay. So my, so, uh, here, someone else go for their number six. Number uh, I have Spiral. That's okay. six. I have Saw 6, uh, number six. Okay, and I have Saw 4. So we got two more checked off the list. Right? Everybody said Spiral? You said Spiral? It was my number right? 10. Okay, and you just said Spiral. Okay, and I said Spiral. Mm -hmm. Spiral came out... I made a mistake. I only have a bit of Spiral. I don't have any information on Saw X, guys. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Okay, right. we'll figure it out. Um, Spiral came out in 2021... It is a horror thriller with a runtime of one hour and 33 minutes, 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb with a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. The budget was 20 million. What are your box office guesses? 84 million. Spiral, I'm going to throw, I'm going to go 95. 40.6. <laughs> Each time you guys guess high, it goes low. When you guess low, it goes high. Okay. So I don't hate, I know Spiral was my number 10, but I can appreciate it for what it was. It was hard for me as a Saw fan without having Tobin Bell there, but I still, I don't hate it as much as everyone else did. I think it gets, Spiral gets so much hate because, oh, it's not a Saw movie. There's no Jigsaw. There's no Tobin Bell. There, there's not even Billy, whatever. It's, it's not, does it say Saw 9 in the title? No, it doesn't. It says Spiral. It's Spiral from the Book of Saw. It's like in the same universe, but it's not a direct continuation. And I think people just have to, take that for what it is and so I, I enjoyed the movie overall just it didn't feel like a saw movie to me which i i understand but it still was good yeah no i one thing that i really liked and maybe it's not a necessarily a good thing to like is that the killer he was he was fed off a of revenge you know it was everything okay Here's my list of everyone involved with the killing of my father, the innocent killing of my father. Like I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to get them back. Maybe not immediately, but I will get them back at one point. So I enjoyed that again. I don't know if that's a, you know, a, a good thing to enjoy revenge killing, but uh, it was justified. In, in I love the ice bit on your grave. I, I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, we just, love yeah. revenge movies over you here. Know, I, 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 
every, in my opinion, every death outside of Marcus, because I have a soft spot for Marcus in this movie, every death was warranted. I mean, it, you really, as terrible as it sounds, you couldn't really feel bad for anyone outside of Marcus that died because, you know, they they punched their ticket uh, already, in my opinion. So I enjoyed that part. Um, but yeah, just, you know, the the absence of Jigsaw himself. Uh, I, I hated Detective Fitch. Uh, couldn't stand him. Uh, Boswick's kill was about the only good kill or enjoyable kill. And that was in the beginning. So they kind of, you know, they hit us with that 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes into the movie. Um, I also hated the the SWAT team, like being able to recognize, like, listen, there was going to be no harm. And they surely could have, they acted almost as if this guy had like a rocket launcher. He has a shotgun. Like he's not going to wipe out a 20 man SWAT team with a single shotgun. And he, he's like yelling and you can see it's like bringing the shotgun down for him to use. Again, we, you know, we've talked about Dr. Loomis before making him look stupid. We talked here about making um, Erickson look stupid. People that are in positions that should be really intelligent. Right. I hate when they do that. Here, a SWAT team, and they're all just going to wipe out one guy who's slowly lowering a shotgun. Like they all could have just hid behind the wall. You know, yeah. the shotgun took like thirty took like thirty seconds to come down. You mean the SWAT can say, "Okay, everyone, out of the room." And let play out whatever was out. No, let's just all 20 of us go off and, you know, pump a hundred rounds into this guy. I hated that part. So yeah, yeah that that's also why it's, I mean, I just, the, the revenge part is the only kind of the only thing. And I'm, I love Chris Rock. I thought his character was great. He had a good mix of seriousness and comedy still, you know, he still had a couple of those, you Funny know, Chris lines. Rock. I, I feel like, fuck you bitch is like his go-to like line in anything and he would hit it in serious moments so it was like that good cross and and I, this was at least from my list of of people this was kind of his um number 23 for you know movie for him where he dabbled in his first serious drama role uh I, that's how i felt and, and i thought he did a great job in it so yeah. his performance is really why i have it so high yeah, I agree. I liked him in this, but Jeremy, how do you feel? <laughs> so our listeners will now know that Scott and I don't, you know, just kiss each other's ass. <laughs> One of the main reasons this ranks number 10 on my list is because I don't like Chris Rock. <laughs> Fair enough to each their own. And yeah, I didn't like his role in the movie. I didn't take him. So I'm going to use a comparison. Have you seen the movie Angels in the Outfield? Yep, Disney times. movie. Danny Glover was the manager, right? Yep, he's got several comedic times. parts. Mm -hmm. But in Saw 1, he's a believable detective to me. Here, we have Chris Rock, who I just didn't find believable as a detective at all. And that was my... I really struggled with that the whole movie. Um, I didn't like the voice. I know that's a common complaint, so well, yeah, that's not like going to that. be a... <laughs> that's nothing unique there, but the voice drove me nuts. Uh, to your point, I thought the first kill was the best one, and I thought the glass kill was pretty cool. The guy hanging and just getting shards of glass all in his back, that was that was different. Um, but other than that, the movie really didn't do anything for me. I thought it had a good storyline. Um, I didn't hate it, the movie itself, but be because of the whole Chris Rock thing, I, I struggled from that aspect. So yeah, fair that was all I had. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so we touched on the subway trap and the glass grinder. And there was also that finger trap, like the Chinese finger trap. I don't even know what it's called. Um, the train trap and the hot wax trap. What is the train trap? Are you thinking of Boswick Balls? when he was in the train track? I thought that was a subway trap. Did I write the same thing down twice? Maybe well, subway train, yeah, sorry. I, I always call subways trains, but I'm trying no, no, to no. think. I, I have subway trap and train trap, so I, I think I just wrote the same thing down in two different ways. Okay. So, yeah. What does that bring us to? Our number six? Didn't we knock out two, you said? or Did we, did we knock out 3D? Well, yeah, we must have. We did not. No? Oh, okay. okay never mind. Fucking I feel like we knocked out something. I thought you said we knocked, we knocked out, out two, two, I thought. So what did everybody just say? I just said... I had saw six at six. Right, okay. And I had spiral. I had spiral at six. Okay. And I have saw four. Did you guys say saw four already? I did. Did we maybe Yes, not? I did. Yes. That was my number seven. I'm sorry. Jeremy, I'm going to strangle you. Okay. So that's, we knocked that out saw second. four. Yes. Okay. You're making me feel like I'm losing my mind. You are. Guys, those damn church bells. Eight <laughs> minutes can, early today. Make an experience every <laughs> freaking episode. Literally, because they go off 12 times a day. The other day, yesterday, they went off at 4.30. That's a new one. They've never, whatever. Okay. Saw 4 came out in 2007. Horror thriller with a runtime of one hour and 43 minutes. 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, budget is 10 million. What are your box office guesses? 81 million. 102. 139.4. Closer. So then you've been, yeah. So Saw 4 was filmed in 32 days. It's the first one that we covered that I had a fun little fact for. I have like fun facts for like the first couple movies. And then as they got on, there was just not really exciting facts. So some of the traps in this one, or I should say most of the traps were the mausoleum, the scalping seat, the bedroom scene, the Cupid's arrows, the knife chair, the ice block, the spine cutters, and Hoffman's test. I freaking love, and now I don't want to say it's my favorite out of the whole franchise because it's not, but for a while i've been stuck on the mausoleum trap and i that's the one where they're in a mausoleum obviously but the one guy has his eyes sewn shut and then the other guy has his lips sewn shut and they're both have like a a chain around their neck and there's a, a machine in the middle pulling them closer so the guy and they've got keys on the back of their neck so the guy with his mouth sewn shut can see the key on the back and they just get into it and for the longest time this was my favorite and then one day it kind of hit me and I always thought this would make a really good costume for three people I feel like it's very doable with at-home prosthetics Uh, but anyways that's getting off topic but until one day it hit me at the end of this trap the guy with his lips sewn shut rips his mouth open anyways to scream after he go- why didn't you fucking do that in the first place 
if you're gonna do it anyways right i don't know anyways that's my feelings on stuff or traps I loved, um, not talking about the traps, but I love that this took place the exact same time that part three was happening. Yeah. And you didn't know that until I know the end when it all kind of got revealed. Like that final five minutes was, I don't want to say mind blowing, but it was like shocking. It was the first time that I felt shocked in the franchise since the first movie. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I get very defensive about Saw because it is like one of my favorite franchises. And we were having a discussion with a member in the HorrorCon Lounge. And they said, all of the Saws suck after Saw 3. After after Tobin Bell dies, they're all just so stupid and pointless and blah, 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 blah. Jeremy respectfully tried to explain. he He's not gone, though. Like, they still incorporate him into the franchise and he just wasn't having me. He's like, no, he's dead. What do they? Well, it it's was, stupid. And it was interesting because I had literally said this to Kristen before it had even come up as a topic. We got done watching the movies. And I, one of the first things I said to her was, I'm amazed at how they were able to incorporate John Kramer throughout the entire series, even though he was presumed to be dead. But what, what the kicker was to me for this was he, this person was so closed minded that they didn't even watch Saw 4. Or five or six. Well, or well Saw 4, I'm saying, because technically he's still alive. It takes place at the same time. Right. So I I, I don't know. Yeah. That was that was a difficult discussion to have. So yeah. <clears throat> um, Scott, I'll let you go ahead. I feel like I'm doing all um, the I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh yeah, no. Um as far as, as kills, uh, I I have actually three that for that definitely stood out to me. Definitely the uh, the torture bed uh, for the rapist in, oh, in the that bedrooms. hotel where he had his little. That was that was one of my favorite kills of the entire oh, franchise. Another revenge kill in a sense. <laughs> yeah, um, and then you know again very warranted ones. The child abusing father, uh, Cecil. Both of them I thought were you know for me I remember that was the first college one. I was celebrating like I was watching a, someone just hit a home run. In the old series, I was going nuts. I was like, "Yeah!" I stood up. I stood up. I mean, it was. Uh, I, I they were satisfying. I guess is the word I'll use. Um, but yeah, I I loved Rig uh, as a character. Uh, I loved you know the part when he punches the you know pretty much when the child abusing father is like smiling because he knows you know he's going to get off this time and he convinced the, the kid you know hey hush hush daddy didn't do no wrong and Rig just punches him in the face again. I remember I stood up and clapped. In theater, yeah. you know, um, uh, I, I love that. Uh, I like how we got more of a backstory to John. We got to see, you know, how his wife's abortion was, how, how you know, how his wife had an had abortion, the loss, loss of the child. Um, that was, and not, it wasn't aborted by her. You know, that was, we saw his pain, his anger, what led him down that path. Um, I also noted, and spoiler alert, at the time this was out, I listed the most deserving and warranted kills. Wink, wink, because we have a movie that I didn't see yet when I rewatched part four, four weeks ago. So uh, yeah, so at the time it was the most, most deserving and warranted kills in the entire franchise. Um, but negatives, uh, I hated the lawyer, Art Blank, that character, despised him. Um, one thing too is I, I remember 
too many games happening at once for me. And yeah. again, being that I hyped up so many, this was the first um, saw party we had. I hyped so many people up to going and I basically half the movie, I'm like having to look, yell up the aisle and explain, you know, cause there was just so much going on and people that this might've been their first saw. Oh, they were just yes. like, ah, oh, their brains were going like, you know, all over the place and it was hard for them to focus in. And I was, yeah, it, it was just difficult from that standpoint is if you have someone new to Saul, it, there's just a lot of games happening at once to keep track of uh, who's That's doing fun. what, who's where type of thing. But overall, yeah. And Jill, well, I don't know if I mentioned Jill Tuck. Uh, I, I really loved um, John's wife in this movie for sure. Yeah, yeah, she did a great job in the entire series. Um, was this, what's the Cupid trap? That's the one. Was that the, the one with the arrows? yeah okay where the couple the, yes. the woman is facing one way and the man's facing the other way i absolutely love that because it was like she could pull an arrow that would hurt her but like do severe damage to him that's the thing yeah they were strategically set up that yes. way yes. yeah so that was i that was to me that was pretty original clever totally different i like that trap a lot for sure yeah and then I liked bringing back the arrogant, cocky, asshole police officer from part two. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Oh, uh, Matthews, Eric Matthews. Yes, Donald thank Walter. you. He's on the ice block the whole time. Just like, I don't even feel bad for him because, <laughs> dude, you will get into it. But had you just played your game, you would not be in this at all. <laughs> yep. Anyway. I thought I think four gets a lot of heat. There is a lot going on, but I thought it was a really good concept to have it intertwine basically with part three at the exact same time. Yeah. So that brings us to our number five. Jeremy, would you like to go first? Sure, I have Saw Three. Okay. Just saw my life. I have before my eyes. I have uh, Saw Six. Okay. I have Saw X. So, number four, Scott? My number four is Saw 2. Okay. My number four is Saw 6. My number four is finally Saw 3D. Okay. Did you say Saw 6 yet or no? I did, yes. Okay, so now we knocked off two more. Yep. All right, so let's do Saw 6 first. Saw 6 came out in... 2009 it's a horror thriller shocker they almost all are with a runtime of one hour and 30 minutes six out of ten on imdb 39 percent on rotten tomatoes budget of 11 million and what are your box office guesses um 80 million okay if i stick with it one of these times it'll be right um honestly i'm gonna go like 128 Okay. 69.8. So you weren't that far off, Jeremy. You wow. You're getting closer. The closest I've done. So saw what are we doing? Saw six. I my brain is a mess. This yeah. one has the pound of flesh, the oxygen crusher, the gallows, the steam maze, the shotgun carousel, and the acid room. I and I know it's not rated super high for me, but Saw 6, I don't know why, will always just have a special place for me. This is the one that I fell asleep during, but I was super 
super drugged You're up. You're super bummed because the beginning you really like, right? Well, well I the- like the whole thing, yeah. Yeah. This has two of my favorite traps. So I love the pound of flesh trap. That one I think is my all-time favorite trap. And then the shotgun carousel. I love the shotgun carousel. Um, and my coworkers listen to this, so I can't really say that I'd know who I'd pick if I was in that position, but <laughs> I'm just, you know, um, I said the same thing for the Belco experiment too. <laughs> like, well, I know who my hit list would be. I think it's so funny that he saves two girls. And, and I mean, I get it. You have a soft spot for women, probably not even just because of their looks or anything, but I, I don't know. It just as they're dying yeah the shock shotgun carousel that's my number one and 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 i kind of liked you know the concept of it from jigsaw to almost steal um the joker from the dark knights motto everyone shows their true colors when they're faced moments before death and it was like these people were willing to you know expose anything and everything just to save themselves uh, with each turn of the carousel. So uh, Jigsaw, I, I like that. He kind of was like, okay, well, worst comes to worst. He's going to find out your deepest, darkest, you know, secret, either whether it's from you or someone else, it's probably going to get exposed here, which in most cases it did. Yeah. So uh, that was a cool little concept of, of him having that game. It's over 10 minutes later and those bells are still going off. Yeah. Okay. Well, I also think it's interesting, you know, not to stay just on that trap, but there's one point where the girl's like you motherfucker those aren't our exact words but he's still recovering from you know whatever is happening to his hand as he has to basically take damage to stop the gun from going off he's still trying to recover and heal and she's like you're a fucking asshole whatever (laughs) it's like you know there's a metal prod or something going through his hand to save your life yeah. I don't know. That just that stuck with me because I felt that pain as he was trying to save somebody. <laughs> right. So in October 2008, do you remember a, a reality show called Scream Queens? Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Have I you watched see it? it? But I'm aware, I'm aware of it. No, I never saw it, but I'm aware of it. You have to watch it. It is so good. Okay. Um, and I just know you like some reality TV too. So this is the perfect mm-hmm. mix of horror and reality TV. Shawnee Smith was a judge, a judge on that, and Tanidra Howard won that first season, and that's how she got her role in Scream Six. She ro- saw six. Jesus Christ, saw six. Oh my God. Um. So now I'm all flustered. Oh, thank you for catching that. But so she was in the Pound of Flesh trap as Simone. And it was actually like just supposed to be a little bit of a cameo role that they they win a role on Saw 6, but she did so well that they brought her back in Saw 7. 3D. So, yep. I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, that was Saw 6. Does anybody else have anything to add? I, You know, the, um, the big CEO who has to go through all the trials... He actually was probably the most believable um, what a victim, in a sense, throughout the movie. He actually, he appears to be, like, he slowly becomes more and more sympathetic. Whereas, um, we'll get into part three, I didn't feel like the dad did as great a job with that. 
as he should have. But I actually felt like the CEO, like by the end, realized just how shitty of an, a, a person he had been to a lot of people, especially with the insurance fraud thing. And when he finally, you know, that was the one where the twist was that he finally gets to his wife, who you're thinking is somebody else all along because they never see each other or whatever the case may be. And now they end up in a cage with the family of the father that he didn't approve the, you know, life insurance money for. So it that caught me at the end. I felt for the initial villain, in a sense, and I was sympathetic towards him when it was all said and done. No, agreed. He Hopefully he he the the game. I mean, in a in a nutshell, the jigsaw games are to you know either teach you a lesson or lead you down a path of rehabilitation. And he was well on a path to rehabilitation throughout the course of that game. You know, before his acid death at the end but uh no he certainly was was being re rehabilitated during that for sure yeah but no I, I i had a lot of likes i have a nice list of likes that i thought were um done well uh, i've obviously loved you know we touched on it in part five um being able to see the contents of the box revealed in this one was great to see um i did again being I'm all about the revenge. I love how John designed this whole game to get revenge on, you know, him getting denied his insurance claim. The whole game was designed around that on William. Uh, I was so excited that Perez survived because I really liked her, even though she ended up dying, which uh, made me sad at one point. But for a little bit, I was excited. Um, I like how they linked Amanda and Cecil, how we ended up finding out that Oh my God, they were just, you know, drug addicts together. You know, we found out that's how Amanda was linked to Cecil. I enjoyed that. I like that we got the jawbreaker trap that was on Amanda that came back from the first film. Um, I loved how at first Jill had trapped Hoffman. And I, again, I stood up in theaters. I was like, Hoffman's going to die. <laughs> and he didn't, which that was my other disappointment was, okay, listen, we've had Hoffman for how many films now? Please just let's get rid of him. Please let him die. <laughs> I hated his and... character, but I loved his thought process to get out of that trap. I was very impressed he, with his smart. thinking skills. Yes, his problem solving came in hand there for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, the son. Uh, I was I was satisfied that the son of the man whose life insurance was denied was the one who actually ended up being the one to pump the acid on William, you know, into William was enjoyable, that part at least for me. So a lot, a lot of likes, just uh, we we had a lot of Hoffman again, which I did not like. So I was really hoping he would die and he did. Uh, again, another amazing performance from uh, Jill Tuck. Tuck's character was great. I thought she, we had another, um, you know, feather in her cap for a very well, good performance. Yeah, I agree. So that brings us to Saw 3D, Saw the Final Chapter. This came out in 2010. This one is a horror mystery with a runtime of one hour and 30 minutes, a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is, I believe, the lowest ranked movie we've ever talked about 
so far. I think nine is the lowest. We've had a couple other ones that were ranked 9%, but I think nine is the lowest. The budget was 17 million. What are your box office guesses? 55 million. Okay. 34. 136.2. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So over 25 gallons of fake blood were used in this film. That's more than two and a half times the amount that was used in Saw 2. And then this is so funny to me. I don't know how this happens. I really don't. But in a Massachusetts Massachusetts um, branch of Showcase Cinemas, Saw 3D was accidentally screened instead of the 3D animated film Megamind, traumatizing the young audience. Wow. I mean, they caught it after a couple minutes, but yeah, not, not great for that theater. So the traps in this one, uh, we've got the public execution, the horsepower trap, the lawnmower trap, the suspended cage, the silent circle, the impalement wheel, the hangman's noose, the wisdom teeth combo, and the brazen bull. And I would like to let our listeners know, I did have oral surgery when this, when we were watching these again. So that was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, great. Traumatizing for me. So he's ripping out his teeth and I'm just like, yeah, same. I, f- I feel you. <sighs> So I have this ranked the highest of the three of us. Um, if you think about it as, at the time, the last movie in the series, I thought it did a great job with bringing back Carrie, <laughs> Dr. Gordon. I was, I was, yeah. Um, I thought it did a great job of tying up some of the loose ends from like the initial movies. I loved, and I called it pretty much from the beginning, bobby sean patrick flannery uh, flannery's character i had a feeling that he was full of shit like i said something to kristen i'm like this guy's a lie (laughs) it doesn't make sense you know what he's saying as his what he survived as the trap so that didn't surprise me once he got put through the trials oh the meat hooks i don't think i listed those in the trap um whatever but he he was another one that was I don't want to say sympathetic towards him because you kind of get what you deserve in a sense when you lie for all those years, but you could slowly see him starting to transition and realize that like, fuck, the money wasn't worth it. I, <laughs> I wish I'd never yeah. had to go through this. Like each trial is just tougher and tougher and you could see it weighing on him until he finally gets ultimately to his wife or girlfriend. I don't even remember what she was. And he, he has to confront her and he does like, you know, say, you know, I was full of shit, but then he actually tries to do the trap the way that he said, you know, he got out of it the whole time. And, you know, part of me's rooting for him, but then when his, his peck just ripped apart or whatever, I was like, Oh my God, it's brutal. And I, I had a feeling, I think I called the Dr. Gordon thing too, because you see him for a brief period at the beginning and then he's just gone the entire movie. And I'm like, that's not, he's not there for a cameo. There's no way. So when it ended with him, you know, case closed at that point, I was like, okay, it all, it all made sense at that time. And I enjoyed the twist. 
I loved in this one the silence circle where she's got like the fish hook in her stomach and he's trying to like rip it out <laughs> and she can't make noise and he's just like he's ripping this fish hook out of her stomach and he's like shh just shut up just shut up just shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah really he's like, for once in your life for yeah. once in your life shut up <laughs> really okay yeah let me let me just stop okay <laughs> i like that one but yep that was a good one no yes yeah, uh same with the dr gordon i love that we got to see what became of him post first film uh that part was good uh i like that uh gordon ended up locking hoffman in the same uh room that gordon was in in the first movie thought that was good um i did like the garage uh kill scene with the guy super glued to the seat yeah of the car like that was every Isn't that the know, lead singer of yes. um chester bennington yeah from uh Lincoln yep. Park. yep yep um but the one other thing, you know, being on my my Hoffman hate train, I almost felt like Hoffman, all the games, he basically turned into a murderer versus oh, 100%. a jigsaw killer. Right. And that's, you know, many times we'd always would hear John Kramer say, I haven't killed anybody. Like, I don't kill, he doesn't kill people. He gives everyone a chance to save themselves. I felt none of these games, anyone was even remotely close to able to save themselves. Right. So it was just everyone who got put in a game, their death, it was 100%. They were dying. There was no chance like Amanda had to survive. Everyone was dying. So yeah, he it, they kind of made him a murderer in this one. And that's, well, we lost the essence of a jigsaw killer. That's why it's my number 10. Yeah. And I mean, I think honestly, with Hoffman, we even see that as early as Saw 5 with the pendulum trap. That was not the guy, Hoffman set up that trap and the guy did what he was supposed to do. And he even says in the movie, I believe, I mean, don't quote me, but at the end, as he's getting cut in half, he's like, I did what I was supposed to do. Like, why didn't it stop? Like, so we see that as early as Saw 5 with Hoffman. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a, a valid point for sure. Uh, anything else before we move on to our top three? Is that where we're at already? Yeah. All right. Getting down to the wire here. Trying to find out our fate, see if well, I get to all, eat that Japanese for dinner tonight. <laughs> all three of us haven't mentioned one movie, and at least two of us haven't mentioned another movie. I'm not keeping exact track, but I'm keeping. Kind I know of all track. three of us haven't mentioned one of them, which doesn't surprise me. But all right, what are we on? Three. Well, we're on uh, our number three spot, which I have saw two. I also have saw two. No, really? I thought I thought you liked that one a lot. Well, I guess we're on three. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Three's not bad. <laughs> I just remember watching Saw 2 and you were just like, oh my god, I love it. So, Scott, you said Saw 2 a lot earlier, right? Yes. Uh, that was my number four. Yeah. Oh. Not a lot oh. earlier, but earlier. Oh. Okay. I don't know why I thought you said that like forever ago. Okay. So. We've been talking that long. <laughs> what? Uh, Scott, what did you have for number three? My number three was part three. Okay. So Saw 2 came out in 2005. It, this is also a horror mystery with a runtime of one hour and 31 minutes, a 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb, and a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. The budget was $4 million. What are your box office guesses? $105 million. 78. It's probably low. 
152.9 million. That was close. Er. So, uh, this movie was shot in 25 days and five alternate endings were shot. Wow, that's awesome. I want to see those. I do too. I wonder if I pull out my Saw DVDs. I wonder if it's bonus content at all. I was just going to say, I I have the box set. I want to pop number two in later after I after the Phillies and Big Brother and see if it's a uh, see if it's on. So we've got a trivia question for you guys as if I didn't torture you enough with the box office. So let me see here. Saw two. Um, this is when they're stuck in the gas house. We've got the Venus flytrap mask, the electrified staircase, the magnum eye hole, the furnace, the needle pit, and the razor box. I think those are most of the traps. Oops, I lost my place here. How many needles were needed for the needle pit? 3,500. Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say like five grand. 120,000. <gasps> Not even close. Sorry, wow. Must have been some small syringes, but man. Yeah. Whew. And Shawnee Smith actually shot that scene while she was pregnant. And nobody, only one person knew that she was pregnant during filming. I don't remember who, but it was like, I believe the director. Wow. Yeah. So that's a... There are horror scenes that you'll never forget. And that is one for me that I will never, ever forget. I, I just... Xavier, he's such a... Ugh, I don't like him, but when that trap with the needle pit trap was meant for Xavier. Right. And when he just takes Amanda and just throws her into the pit, I'm just like, ah, like, it's, fuck. It, it's so funny to think about. You just now said that. And my initial thought was, oh my God, you feel so sorry for her. But then when you find out who she is, it's like, the bitch deserved it. I never thought about that until just this. Second. Why does she deserve it though? Because she's John Kramer's assistant. Yeah, so she's doing, she's trying to do good stuff for humanity. I love, I love Amanda in this movie, personally. Yes. I love her. You know, I never picked up, I'm very guilty. Sometimes I don't pick things up. I never noticed that she wasn't coughing and that she wasn't showing signs of weakness or anything while she was in the house that entire time. Because I did notice she was being caring to the detective's son. I can't think of it as a Kyle. Daniel. Daniel. There you go. Daniel. I, like, I could definitely tell that she, but then, you know, they give you that twist where they find the father and son picture on the wall behind the other picture and she pulls away from him. She, like, initially is like, fuck you. I'm not going to help you. Your dad put me away. But then ultimately she ends up, you know, helping him at the end anyway. It, it just, I could, I could feel that. It, it didn't, my sensors were never up that maybe she was in on it or that she wasn't sick. Shawnee Smith was the first person I've ever met at a convention. And I might've said the same thing about Skeet on our scream ranking. Cause I don't remember. They were on the same day within like a half hour of each other. So I don't remember who came first, but Shawnee Smith was the selling point for me to go to my very first convention. So for the longest time, I thought Saw 2 was actually the best sequel of any horror movie. Until Saw X came out. Not so much that, just 
I, I'm just picking on you. I didn't think that they could continue after the, we haven't talked about the first one yet, but how good the storyline was. I didn't think they could continue that. And they did. Right. And it was so simple. The story was so simple. If the detective just talked to Tobin or John Kramer, whatever, like he was supposed to do, he would have gotten Daniel safe, safe. He literally <laughs> points at the safe, safe and sound in a safe. You're so punny. <laughs> and never saw it coming. Never saw it. It was so simple. And I never saw it coming. No, agreed. That's uh, and it was, yeah, I I loved how we kind of got an edginess to Jigsaw. You know, when Detective Matthews, you know, goes in when he's finally like he realizes he has his son, and Matthews go in there, he's like, All right, you piece of shit, it's just me and you. And Jigsaw just smirks at him. Like now, now he has an edge to him. Now he's actually enjoying these games by this stage. You know, right. now he's not doing them out of anger. He's doing these out of joy. At least that's how he, it was perceived. And yet we continued. Now we got a little, we got a little more of the backstory of John for the first time in this one. Um, you know, I, I like that uh, the Amanda twist, you know, oh my God, yay, we had a survivor in the first one. Now it's revealed she's John's apprentice. Great twist. The son being in the safe the entire time, right next to them. Great twist. Just so many solid twists. Uh, and me, I know everyone, you know, the famous quote is, you know, I'd like to play a little game is always the, the quote for me, the quote, not just from this franchise, just horror in general that I love was, you know, John and his voice saying, those who don't appreciate life do not deserve life. I think that's such a powerful quote. And it just, you know, it encapsulates the entire franchise. That one quote, that's, that's everything, you know, his, he had a, a terminal disease and he sees all the 98% of his victims are all people who are just going out wasting a perfectly healthy life that he would give anything to have. Right. And uh, so that, I just thought that was such a powerful quote um, that he made for sure in this movie. But yeah, you know, our detective Matthews dude just had to listen once, just do one simple thing. Just talk to me. And you, you and I, you know, with Loomis, we've talked about Erickson. You made these people look stupid. You just made Detective Matthews look really stupid. I also didn't, uh, I, you know, it angered me that, you know, the the whole persona, you know, he's planting evidence to make arrests. Unfortunately, that thing happens out in the world. And so that angers me where it's like, okay, you know, we're, you know, we're kind of showing, yeah, there are, you know, while they're supposed to be protectors, there are pieces of shit out there that will, go ahead and do such evils as that just to get their arrest or to make a case stick or to just get revenge. You know, I've, I've heard horror stories, you know, Oh, you know, this guy got, you know, my wife left me for this random citizen. Now this random citizen, they find a bag of cocaine in their car, even though they've never done cocaine before. That's just the cop getting revenge on them. Yep. And, and I hate that that shit's able to happen. And this kind of showed, you know, it, it they advertised it, but Detective Matthews eventually uh, got what was coming for you know to him for for doing that. But yeah, Xavier, Xavier is my number two most hated character in the franchise <laughs> after Hoffman. Oh, I, I was in the, when he in threw, the whole franchise, including ten. Still, still number two. Yep, still I don't two. Think he said number one yet? Yeah, Hoffman. 
Oh, after Hoffman. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Hoffman. No one's gonna top Hoffman, but no. I've... I mean, when he threw when he threw a man did, I I, I was so angry. When yeah, he did that. I agree. But and I hated. Yeah. Oh man, the furnace kill just. At the time, I cringed so bad at that scene, watching him just burn alive. And, you know, you could see Xavier then and there that he was going to be a dick because he was just like, yeah, just give me the antidote. Like, you mother, like, you didn't give us the antidote. You burned alive and you didn't even give us anything. Like, I don't know. So, so many kills, like you said, you're, you'll never forget the the bed of um, syringes. I feel like this movie had so many kills that you when you're watching them you just feel them i i felt my body i felt like was getting stabbed by needles in that one i felt i i i it was like it was warm out wasn't that warm that you know early september when i rewatched all of these but i remember my i just started sweating on my forehead when he's burning like i felt the heat of him being burning another one that again for one of my favorite kills in horror in general was the gun through the people yeah and anytime i get a doorbell ring or or a knock when i'm not expecting someone i'm staring through that peephole so like i when i see that kill i feel that you know it's like i'm like holding my eye i'm like watching i'm like my (laughs) eyes start switching i'm like oh my god i feel that kill happen that i love the gun through the people as well is is another really good kill for me i love the simplicity of the movie it was you know, the house is obviously, it's got the gas the entire time, so they're all sick with whatever's inside of them, but, you know, it was just so simple. They're, you don't, you don't know what they're dealing with, but you can tell they're all coughing or coughing up blood, but then Xavier, you know, the big, tough bad guy, he's got it all figured out, all the numbers on the back of the neck, and, you know, when Amanda's like, how are you going to get your own number, and he just cuts his neck off it's like uh. another one you feel you're like i'm grabbing the back of my neck when it's happening like, oh yeah yeah even though it wasn't a kill but yeah and i like too that this new game was actually in the same building as the first film's game yep. that was you know good simplistic john wasn't you know oh, i'm gonna trick the cops i'm gonna go to all these different places dude's like no nah, i'm gonna do it in the same building yep. <laughs> yeah that was really but, cool but the yeah, and actually I wanted to, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to touch on, I love that it was recorded previously. So oh, it wasn't yeah. live, you didn't realize that. So they're watching a movie. <laughs> That's one thing. Yeah. yeah Scott is um, always messing with like the timelines between, you know, the Saw 2 with the videotapes on play and then they realize like, okay, it's not actually happening live. And then saw three and four taking place at the same time. Like they're always messing with those timelines. And then even as late as Jigsaw, where it's like almost a prequel, like, but you don't really know it. Like it's, it's weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was it. I love Saw 2. I, I have it at number three, but could have easily been. It, w- it wouldn't have ever been number one just because my number one is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Spoiler alert, it's not Saw X, okay? Because <laughs> obviously you just fucking saw that because whatever, okay. Hey, hey, no, I agree. I do agree. This this one, even though I have it at four, I'll never, uh, any Saw fan, it's my second favorite. I'm never going to argue with him. Yeah, no, 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 it, for sure. It's that good of a film. So my top two... I really, really, really struggled with. I like them both for different reasons. 
and I really, really struggled. And you can ask me tomorrow and it could be different, honestly. And I feel like it's always that way with ranking. I thought that like, if we ever went back and like redid, you know, the Nightmare on Elm Street ranking or something, I feel like my ranking would be freaking different depending on my mood. But especially like you were with Nightmare on Elm Street's 1A and 1B. These are really back and forth. And my number two is Saw. And that pains me to say, but it's Saw. My number two is Saw X. And my number two is Saw X. <laughs> Psychopaths. <laughs> okay, sorry, that was rude. <laughs> so, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Saw X yet, we are going to talk about it. It's been out for a little while now, but... Almost a month. I am going to put a spoiler warning at the beginning of the episode, though. Um, I think I'm going to try to work on something for all episodes going forward, even though we always say, like, we talk about everything, but just something to kind of incorporate into the intro. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Saw X just came out in 2023. This is classified as a horror crime with the longest runtime out of the entire franchise of one hour and 58 minutes. So far, it's got a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb and an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Also the highest rated um, on the Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry, because it's not the highest on IMDb, but Rotten Tomatoes, it's the highest rated in the franchise. The budget was 13 million. What do you think the box office is? Now, keep in mind, it is still in the box office. 43 million. Okay. Active, yeah, I'm going to say like 54. 58.2. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So for Saw X, we've got the pipe bomb, the wire saw, the brain surgery. Apparently, according to my notes, it's the Brian surgery. Um <laughs> Okay, the radiation trap, the blood boarding trap, and the gas chamber, and the disembowelment of Henry. Well, not really, but you know what I mean. So, what were some... Why do you guys like this so much? You guys have that. Have the floor. No, I'll sit back and listen. You first, sir. So, I love the story. Um, I liked giving John a backstory of why he, you know, became the way he did in a sense, because this this is supposed to fill in between one and three, I believe. And there's some details. One that, and two. Oh, one and two. I'm sorry. You're right. Um, there's some details that don't match up, but whatever. I'm not focused on that. Um, I thought it got back to the basics of the original Saul with the story of why he was doing it. The traps were winnable, but not overly excessive. And the villain, I absolutely hated, like, almost more than Hoffman. That would be my second, that the new woman, I don't even remember her name. Cecilia? Cecilia, thank yeah. you. Would be my second most hated freaking villain in the Saw franchise because she was so good at being a bitch. But I, I liked, you know, John has, so... Kristen can attest to this. I actually predicted this entire movie from start to finish. Shocker. I, I nudged her oh, and I was shocker. like. Shocker. Jeremy predicts every movie. Well, no, but. Why don't you become a writer and make something? I got to pat myself on the back because I was. I said the black guy is recruiting him <laughs> at the beginning. 
I said that Cecilia's husband was the Henry decoy that you know they kept in the chair, but we're gonna let go and and then at the end, I knew it was they were gonna go after the black guy. But anyway, Henry, he has a name. Oh, Henry, sorry. Yes, Henry. Oh, Henry. <laughs> um, but I liked the traps. Um, loved the twists, even though they were maybe predictable as a saw fan um they were they were simple but not over the top and i think you know the decapitation was a, a cool kill they didn't do a great job on like the prosthetics i think Kristen and i were both laughing out loud when they actually pulled out her intestines to use to get the cell phone <laughs> Yeah, it's like we the thought, rope. We thought <laughs> that was a little rope. over the top and ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I loved the Gabriel Gabrielle, who's Gabriella. hanging. Gabriella, who's hanging and potentially gonna get burnt alive. You know, you feel the most sympathy for her because she's a drug addict in the movie. She was compassionate to John and you know, lied about being thankful, whatever. But you know, she gets out of her trap and you're happy for her and then of course cecilia just goes and <laughs> snaps her neck and kills her anyway but then even to me the twist wasn't so much cecilia and her husband getting trapped in that room and fighting to the death to you know for one of them to survive the twist to me was when they brought in the the kid the like seven or eight year old kid from the beginning and strapped him down with john and they're, you know, water, waterboarding, blood, is that what it's called? Bloodboarding. Yes, I know, with blood. <laughs> and John is just basically like, don't, don't pull, no pull, or, you know, whatever he says. And John's going to kill himself because he doesn't want this kid to die. The kid's innocent. And they, they focused on that so many times. Like, these games aren't meant to, you know, be games to kill somebody. They're meant, as you pointed out earlier, to be rehabilitating. And, you know, he's like, this kid is innocent. He has no business being in here whatsoever. And just seeing that he was smart enough to pull for a short period of time and take some of that, you know, bloodboarding so that John doesn't die. That, that scene was so powerful. It showed what teamwork can do. It, you know, showed the toughness of a little kid who's a total stranger to John in a sense, but they had a, a brief little connection earlier in the movie that brought them together. And I just, I loved how it ended, how it left it open for a sequel. It, I don't, go ahead, fill in the pieces or. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you literally, and unfortunately being in, uh, you know, I, I saw it in LA. I wasn't prepared to take notes on it. So I'm just going off a of memory from, a week ago but everything you touched all of on, us are going I off mean, of memory yeah for sure yeah it was just uh, and i'll agree with you on cecilia the reason i put hoffman ahead is just because he was in so many films yeah you know I, that's uh, that's just why he but yeah, i agree cecilia terrible person but yeah that little bit of the don't pull how they touched on john learning that phrase with the kid earlier in the movie and then to use it at that point when both their lives are on the line. So good. That was incredible writing to do that. Um, yeah. I, he just, John was 
started out as very vulnerable. We saw the vulnerable side of him. Uh, yeah, and again, being so high, the entire movie is about John getting revenge on all these people who you know took his life savings and and thought he was cured. John thought he was getting the life that he that his life back, and he wasn't going to. Um, but yeah, I personally never saw the Henry twist coming. That one, uh, I, sometimes I could pick up on twists, not Henry's. That was a really, really good twist that I did not see coming that I enjoyed. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I just really, really enjoyed the movie. I mean, and I, again, a three, two, this, you know, that's almost like my Halloween um, for 2018, you know, those flip them in any direction you want. I'm never going to argue with anybody. I could do that with, you know, with two, three and X in my opinion. They're, they're all really good movies. Yeah. I also liked how the brain surgeon had to do brain surgery on himself. I forgot to touch on that, but yeah. I don't think he was the brain surgeon. I think he was the anesthesiologist. Okay. He was uh, again, oh, whatever, memory, yeah. so I don't remember exactly what he did, but he had to cut open his own head and pull out a piece of brain to put into this acid or whatever. That was the only way to get the trap to not go off. That was, yeah, that was irking for sure to see. Well, especially when he dropped, you know, a chunk of his skull or whatever on the crown. It was just like, Bleh. yeah. <laughs> but they brought back Billy. That was cool on the bike. It took them damn near mm -hmm. half the movie to bring Billy back, yeah. which was a bummer. Suspense, suspense. You got to build it up. So I'm curious to hear Kristen's take on this movie because she did not like it as much as us. So I really struggled with this movie and I had every intention of going to see this again to give it a second chance before we recorded. But I just, my schedule didn't allow it. Um, I And what I don't understand is the reason I dislike this one Again, I like all 10 movies. That's, I mean, it's fine. I like all 10 Saw movies. But the reason why I dislike this one is the very same reason my number one is at my number one. Which, the, the story, like, it didn't feel like, I, I wanted to go into this and see, like, really cool traps and really cool games and this, that, whatever. But there was too much story. Like, it didn't even, I don't know. It just was too much backstory I didn't I love Tobin Bell and I love John Kramer as a character but I just and did I feel bad for him yeah but at times I was just like like I just want to see people's guts get like I just want to see people get like ripped apart from limb to limb and I didn't love any of the traps in this movie but now what I did like to see and I didn't see this coming in a sense like in the moment, I didn't see it coming. Logically, I knew it should have been coming. But when they put, when Cecilia put John and Amanda in the traps, I was just like, this is so freaking cool. We get to see John Kramer in a trap like this back ride. Logically, obviously, he's not going to die or get seriously injured because there's still how many, eight more movies after this takes place. See, I wasn't even thinking like that. You said that to me and I that never even crossed my mind. I thought he could die. In in the moment, it was like, oh my God, like this, you know, in the moment I was buying it and like, this is crazy. So I didn't think it was going to backfire, but like logically he can't die. But 
watching it, I was just like, this is so cool to see John be put in one of his own traps. And then when it fucking reversed on them and he got out and whatever, it was just so, it was like, ah, this is, this is great. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't think it was, what did you say? Nine and a half out of 10. I did. Jeremy freaking blocked me and Scott from seeing his (laughs) status. And I threw you under the butt. Like, so people messaged me and they were saying like, oh, what's your rating of Saw 10? What's your rating of Saw X? Whatever. And they, they made a comment about Jeremy's rating. And I'm just like, how do you know Jeremy's rating? What? What? And they're like, oh, his Facebook status. But it says he blocked it from the podcast people. And so I messaged Scott and I'm like, this, this asshole, Jeremy blocked us from she his She was status. fired up. She was fired up. And then Jeremy, I guilted him into screenshotting because I was upset about something. I think I was upset about Tobin Bell never doing conventions again. Was yes, that that's exactly what it was. I literally cried. Someone, Mintech Authentics told me Tobin Bell is never doing conventions again. And I cried for like. Really? He, I was well, hoping he'd come back to steel or well, mania. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You hear that all the time, and then they come back. Dick Warlock retired from doing conventions at one point, too. Yep. But what I will say is when I started going to conventions, I had a buck. I am not an autograph collector like you two. Uh, I mean, I don't want to even loop Scott into this necessarily, although he did just go to California for a a convention but oh you you can you can lump me in you can lump me together i'm okay with that (laughs) but i i just see how jeremy goes so so crazy for his autographs and i give him shit a lot for how much he spends these shows all the time i mean but i'm not an autograph collector i go to meet the celebrity and i'm more of a selfie person whatever but even then like I went into conventions in 2019. I started going. So I'm not in the game as long as everyone else has been. But I went in with a bucket list of five or six people. Tobin Bell is the last one on that list. So when someone told me that he's not doing conventions anymore and they just got done doing a private signing with him. So they literally like just talked to him. I, I, I cried. I was bawling. I was heartbroken. It literally, and Jeremy's like, well, you know, Dick Warlock retired at one point too. And he came back and everyone's like, you know, money talks and eventually he'll need it. And, but I, there was no consoling me. I was just, I'm like, I just feel like there's no point in going to get, I, I fucking lost my mind, but. So real quick. I'm hoping maybe for the 20th anniversary next year, fingers crossed. There you go. That's, hey, you never know. But. I left something out because I wanted you to mention it because I loved the way you incorporated it. So the very first trap of the movie, what did, do you remember what you told me about that? The pipe bombs? What was the very first trap? The eye trap. Oh, yeah. This is fucking bullshit, guys. Thanks for getting me all fired up now. oh god jeremy i didn't even have that one written down because it was so fucking stupid anyways no it wasn't it was a cool trap it was a cool trap but it was a dream it wasn't real they've used this eye vacuum trap in all the promotional materials this was the big trap like it was in the trailer and the freaking poster is the eye vacuums making an x and it it wasn't even a real trap it was john's imagination which was ridiculous. I was so mad. Oh, I'm right there with you. I was so 
mad. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Thanks for getting my blood pressure well, up now. I wanted I wanted you to say it because it's true. I, I didn't think of it that way. Well, shit. I wasn't. All fired I up. was not upset by it, but I could see that's a very valid point, and I think it's something that's awesome to kind of bring up because my mind didn't think that way. I, Scott, I don't know if you did or not, but no, I, I, at the time I didn't. But post, I, I did kind of. Actually, when I landed in uh, when I was in Philly, there was a poster at the airport. And I was just like, ah, oh, crap, you know what? And I was like, they didn't use that in the movie as a real kill. I was like, oh, shit. So it didn't click initially, but it did a few days after. Ooh, instantly. As soon as he, like, flashed out of it and was like, he saw, um, like, the housekeeper or whatever, like, put back the stuff that he was about to steal. He's like, that's a good decision. I'm just like, this is bullshit. The one other thing that I really loved about the movie is John, after he has his surgery... He's all bandaged up and he's under the impression that his head was cut open. Like he watched himself supposedly live. So when he realizes that there's absolutely nothing wrong with him or nothing different about him and he watches that tape where they were just, you know, how to perform a brain surgery or whatever. I was like, oh shit, he's pissed. Um. But then Amanda, too, like watching her develop into her character. You know, I know a lot of people right now are ripping, oh, Shawnee Smith is 50. She looks 50 in the movie. And it's like, who gives a shit? Like, don't worry about stuff like that. But they went into her not being able to do this (laughs) at first. Like, she's almost trying to convince herself that, yes, I can do it. Yes, I can do it. Yes, John. Like, I love you. I can do it. But you're not... And it's especially noticeable with Gabriella because she's guilty by association, but she's guilty because she desperately needs the money for her addiction. And I think Shawnee could relate to that. No, totally. I'm with you on that. And that's why I think you saw Shawnee's or Amanda's like compassion towards Gabriella when she like kind of prolonged her i don't want to say her life but her trap you know and she made other people go first yep. so i mean that was a nice but like i said like i like all of the saw movies i don't hate it was i disappointed yes i expected something different and so it what's shocking to me is the overwhelming love and appreciation this movie has gotten i know i am in the minority with my feelings shocker i always am but like seeing you guys both rate at number two and you guys aren't alone. I mean, it's a very common rating that this is the best Saw sequel. Like, and so I I know I'm the outcast on that one. So, I mean- I'm really curious. I was happy to be able to see a Saw movie again with Tobin Bell in it. Mm-hmm. I mean- This, um- this one ends similar to Adam in part one. Like, what happened to Cecilio? So I'm curious to see what oh. they're going to do with her. Is she going to die? Is she going to get out? Is she going to be part of this? Like, No. Uh-uh. If they bring, if Saw 11, if she's going to be an apprentice or something, count me out. I, I don't want her to be an apprentice, but I wonder if she's going to continue on. I hate like that bitch. Ooh. Jill, in a sense, where she's like that. Is she a villain? Is she a good person type of thing? So the thing, the thing that was floating around out of Halloween 45, because there was a lot of convention attendees 
that went to the Thursday premiere, like I did, um, and a lot of the lines, everyone's like, oh, don't new Halloween trilogy this to us, you know, where 2018 brought back all the nostalgia, all the feels, all the excitement of the original, which I felt we got from this one, and then have two duds. You know, I hope that doesn't happen. If they bring back Cecilia, I'm just going to write off 11 right away. You know, if she's an apprentice, if she, because now that's our, what, like, that'd be like the fourth person now that's survived and became an apprentice. No, now now you're just reusing, uh, reusing a a concept over and over again. One thing, now I've kind of kept my, my mouth shut about this point the whole time. You guys kind of both touched on it, but I personally, I didn't like Hoffman as a character either, but that post credit scene just made my heart so happy to see him brought back. Like, I just felt like it was um, just kind of like a fan service thing because a lot of people do like him. He's a really, you know, character that you either love him or hate him. I personally didn't like him, but it just brought back like just nostalgia and just it felt right to me to have him back and it just just his line of and you know we didn't see him in the trailer but we heard his voice in the trailer and that doesn't mean anything and the actor that plays Hoffman tried to keep it under wraps that he was in the movie because he was not credited on IMDb before it came out so but just that you know of all the men to cheat you pick john kramer like it just chills i just i loved that last scene and it just it just felt like a good fan service moment for like my sister for example she went to go see saw x this bitch probably never seen a saw movie i mean she claims she saw a couple of them but they call bullshit but she doesn't listen to the podcast anyway so it's fine but (laughs) like and that's fine I I, yes give money to horror I don't care if you like the movies or don't or seen them or don't if you've been a fan forever or not go like I want people to go see these movies in theater so we keep getting new horror movies and new content so I'm glad her and her six friends or whatever went to see this movie even if they have no idea what's going on but to me that end scene was something that like it hit different for me and it made me happy just to see that character brought back where she has no idea who he is probably like, and she's, it's just like, Oh, another person like, yeah. you know, but as soon as they said at one point, you know, they called them and they you just heard on the phone, like, Oh, dete- like, thanks detective or whatever. As soon as they said the word detective, I'm like, he's got, I'm like, he's gotta be, it. he's gotta be in it. And then the credits roll. And I feel like you almost went to get up out of your seat to leave. And I'm just like, no, I'm like, we got to stay. I'm like, I'm not leaving. I am not leaving this seat until she did. I said, uh-uh, we're not going anywhere. And then that when that came out, I'm just like, like this, it just felt right. As much as I don't like his character, it still, it was one of the now, I'm there. Of I'm there with you. There, there was, there was actually some clapping going on in the theater. We, oh, yeah, our whole theater clapped too. Our theater, it was like screaming and hooting and hollering. Yeah. 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 And then and again, I despise the man. It was cool. I got, I got a little adrenaline rush sitting yeah. there in my seat so yeah, because right the there whole with you. time you know throughout the movie he does say detective into the phone or the walkie whatever it is but you don't know that it's him right and i didn't i knew it was him 
I didn't I just assume that it. it was him. I, I actually know. thought it was Shawnee because she puts on the costume again to recruit for him the the game pawns for him. So I assumed it was Shawnee at first. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like know that was the one was thing him. I didn't guess. I guess <laughs> I didn't know it was Hoffman, but I just had a gut feeling like that he was talking to him. I'm like, it's it's got to be Detective Hoffman. Like it's got to be, you know. Yeah. So. So number one, right? Yeah. Was there anything else that I think we got everything? Yeah, yeah, I think we got everything. So Scott and I both have the first one as our number one. <laughs> and like I called at the very beginning, I sorry guys, I fucked it up for you, but and I I went in knowing that I'd probably be the one to mess it up, but I just couldn't. I saw three is has just always for the longest time I've said. Saw three is my favorite saw. And I I couldn't go back on that. I felt like I couldn't go back on that. As much as I love the first saw, saw three has always just been a standout for me. Um, this one has like the classroom trap with like the guy, he's got the rings in like all his the angel trap, the shotgun collar, the freezer room, the pig vat, and the rack. This one, I just love it for the story like just the story of Jeff trying to get I don't want to say revenge or like having to forgive the people that were responsible for his son's death and the aftermath of that was just there was just something about it that I just instant attraction to and it's always been a favorite of mine the pig vat was my favorite trap for the longest time with the freezer room being a close second I just can't imagine, you know, being naked, freezing to death, and then just having water poured all over me or, you know, sprayed on me while being in that state. Like, oh my God, that was chilling. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You're such a dork. But, you know, I touched on it earlier. I didn't feel like Jeff played the role that well while he was playing the game. I felt like the CEO felt compassion after each segment whereas jeff even when he saves the guy in the pig vat after like waiting and waiting and waiting he's not like empathetic to him he's not nice to him he's just kind of like he's like hey he's angry he's angry that he's helping them he gets angry at himself that he's helping them no that that was that was my uh if it wasn't like other than that jeff doing that I even before that was flipping one and three before I saw Saw X as my favorite. I do hold this film very high, even though it's number three on my list, but it was always like two seconds to go. Oh, now maybe I'll save them. Or he did it. He was angry at himself. He's fine. I'm going to help them. Like he, he wasn't, he wasn't rehabilitating himself throughout the process of the game. So I'm right there with you, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And Jeff, I mean, Jeff would be me if I was, in Jeff's position, I'd be god awful at this game. Uh, Tara, uh, this would be me. I'd lace fingers back and I'd be watching each kill just happen and let the game <laughs> run out. I'd call me a terrible person. But if uh, that's just uh, you know if that happened to my child, I would I would just eat popcorn while each kill was going on. <laughs> call, me, 
again, hopefully people don't hold that against me or people like, oh man, this is a cool guy. I like this guy. Like I'm a stable person, but I would well, I would eat popcorn while, while all those games are going on if I was Jeff's in Jeff's position for sure. At the end of this episode, our callers are probably gonna kill us all. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Might as you get know, it all out now. Yeah, you know, doesn't matter if they like you. Um, and I also I wasn't in love with the whole kidnapping the nurse. So I have this movie ranked the doctor. Doctor Link. I have this movie ranked high. So I'm not saying that I what I didn't. There there wasn't anything I disliked about it. But if I had some negative input, I guess it would be her. You know, forced because her game. I don't feel like it was fair in a sense. Well, she was cheating on her husband. Do I think it was fair? No, but she's not totally innocent. She's not, but she actually walked up. We don't know. Did they ever make it clear that she was actually cheating on him? Because she seemed to have remorse and walk away from making the decision to do so. Well, I think I think that was like, oh, I did this seven other times. I can't do this anymore. Is the vibe oh, okay. I got from it was she was remorseful now because she's like, oh, I can't keep doing this. At least that's what I took from well, how they also, built it up. Like when the guy at the beginning that she's cheating with says she's like what do you want from me and i like how so you don't know at first like it seems like that they're the married couple i was gonna say i thought they were a married couple at first yeah but and then she's like what do you want from me and the guy's like i want a divorce i don't think if you that was like gonna be the first time that you were um with a married woman like you're not just gonna be like before we do this you should get a divorce like to me that implied that they've been doing it for a long time but I totally missed my favorite part, which was not not my favorite part of the movie. My favorite part of the podcast, which is um, Saw Three came out in two thousand six. Oh <laughs> or a thriller. You guys thought you were going to escape these box office guesses? Not happening. Uh, one hour forty eight minute runtime. A six point two out of ten on IMDb. Thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The budget was ten million. What are your box office guesses? One hundred and thirteen million. Okay. 137. Okay, 164.9. This one was shot over 32 days. And this was the first film. Now, this is the third one in the franchise, but this is the first film where Tobin Bell received top billing. Mm. I do remember you saying that. Which makes sense because the second one, I feel like he was in quite a bit, but the first one, he's very sporadic. Can you imagine? And now I saw this meme and I shared it in the HorrorCon Lounge. By the time this episode comes out, I shared it a month ago. So, I mean, because <laughs> we're recording this way in advance. But can you imagine being hired to lay on the floor for um, an hour and a half movie and you become a freaking horror icon? Like, good yeah. for Tobit. I mean, that's just crazy. But yeah. Yeah. Um, the oh, other I mean, look at Nick Castle. Sorry, that thing happened to Nick Castle. Yeah, Castle yeah. wasn't supposed to be become the shape icon that he is today. He just is like, "Hey, I'll put on this mask and do the you know shoot a scene." Like you're kind of good, What's right? Cool with this? No, it's it is wild when you think about it. That's it, that it happens. That's crazy. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to touch on, Kristen will attest to this. I'm not a fan of torture at all. Like I love it. Anytime there, the more torture, the better. Yeah. Some. When things are real, that's when it affects me the most. That's when I love it. And I think 
getting back to what we talked about earlier, one of the reasons that I had stopped watching the Saw franchise for a while, that trap with the black guy who killed his son, where he's just getting his... Timothy. Timothy, thank you. They have names. I'm sorry, like, that's the easiest way for me to describe it. He is getting twisted. You're fucking canceled, Jeremy. Like, uh, it was... The rack. Oh, I love the rack. Uh, yeah, it's kind of messed up. It was up. just pure torture. It was good. Yep. And each bone snapping. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Scott. Yeah. And that's I think where I lost my initial interest. And it it wasn't that the storylines were bad. <laughs> it was just like I, I had a hard time watching that and just being okay. Yeah. So I think that brings us to um well there was two other things I just wanted to oh. touch on on that one too was uh well sorry three little things. No, one, go, go ahead. Um I think this was the best overall collection of traps slash kills yeah. in any of the movie. I thought this I ranked I made made sure to note that. Uh I know I was saying about um you know how I love John's other quote about that was not appreciating life. I also like we got I said in number 2 we had an edge here we got even a little more of an edge when he's laying there. He takes the mask off. He's like, suffering? You haven't seen anything yet. And he just smirks. And I'll, I remember I was a senior in high school and this was in theaters. I remember I was just going nuts in theaters. I was like, I got, even now I just got an adrenaline rush. Like that got me so amped because he just had that shitty smirk on his face um, when he did it. But one thing I wanted to ask you guys, because I get mixed answers from a lot of people uh, one thing I put that I disliked is I don't quite understand what is Amanda jealous of? Does he think that like John now loves Dr. Lynn and wants her to become his apprentice? Like I, I always fail to understand what's Amanda so mad about? Uh, that's an awfully good question because I literally don't know. I think I mean... it's just jealousy. I took it as she's falling for him, maybe as more than like a father figure. And the nurse is more attractive than her. So he thinks that okay. she's more, or that he's more attracted to the, the doctor. I keep calling her a nurse. Sorry. Um, which could be totally off. I don't know. But it just, it felt like a jealousy thing. See, that's why, like I said, I, everyone I asked, you're the first person to give me that take. She, you know, that Amanda may be growing more than father feelings for John. I, I just feel there's, uh, we never get a clear reason why is Amanda jealous. So I'm interested to hear what Kristen Thanks. So, I mean, I, I definitely see that as well, but I know some people, and there's nothing else I can describe it to without like naming names, but like think of my dogs, for instance. Like my dog Cosmo, you know, well, I guess this is Scott's asking the question. He's not going to know. I'm trying to, but my one dog is super jealous of any remote attention that my other dog gets. Yep. Like, and Jeremy can attest to that. Like, Jeremy can look at my other dog and then Cosmo freaks out. Yep. So true. it could be something. <laughs> and he'll even say, like, I'll wake up and he'll be like, my Cosmo, I wasn't even touching him. Like I wasn't giving him any attention. Right. But, and like when I have game nights over my house, like my sister will tell him, he's like, don't, don't pet Harley. Just let him go. Like, don't piss off Cosmo. So it could be one of those things where she's just jealous just to be jealous because someone else is, getting the attention getting the attention yeah john just it's she's a lynn is a part of the game and she's not there for she's there to help him but it could just be 
the attention in general. I never saw Lynn being the wife of Jeff either. That I, no, I, I would say twist. I never saw that coming. <laughs> Very good twist for sure. His because they focused on his obsession of not being able to move on from his son dying. And, you know, they, they focused on her affair without realizing it was an affair because I just thought it was a broken marriage. <laughs> and, Same. you know, by the time you get to the end, it's like, oh, didn't see that coming at all. So. Yeah. So that was that everything you had, Scott? Yes. Okay. So that brings us to the original Saw, which came out in 2004. This has a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes with a... 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb and a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. This had the lowest budget by a landslide with the budget of 1.2 million. What do you think the box office was? 75 million. 64. 103.9. Wow. This one was filmed in only 18 days. And there is nothing... Well, I can compare it to, I think, one other movie, but nothing like that first time you oh. watch Saw and Tobin Bell gets up off the ground at the end and just, and those clips at the end with like that music and just showing everything back, like, but there's nothing like that first time at the end. And I think of Orphan, like the first time I watched Orphan, I never saw it coming. And I, it's the same way with Saw. Like, I just never saw it coming at the end. And The Sixth Sense. Oh, uh, yeah. But, it, no, I never, that, I, my mind was blown when that guy stood up. The key is in the tub, or whatever he says. I don't even remember, but I was just like, how is that guy still alive? And then when they showed what he did to make himself appear just to be dead amazing. that whole time. Oh, my God. This was brought to you by the minds of James Wan and Lee Winnell. I talk about them on the podcast all the time because I just love those men so much. Oh, agreed. Yeah, this like I, I don't know why when I first saw the trailer. I mean, you know, if anyone ever looks looks at my horror collection, I'm a, I'm a slasher guy at heart. I, oh, I'm a too. slasher through and through. And I saw the thing, and, I'm, and they're like, "Oh, a new age of horror is like kind of how they were they were pitching this back in 04. And I was just kind of like, eh, okay. And it was one of those. I'm like, I was just 16, so I didn't have my license yet. I'm like, uh, we had trying to get one, and I was like one of the older ones in my group. I'm like, eh, we're not going to get our mom, you know, one of our moms to take us, you know, in a minivan for all of us to go up to the mall and see it. I'm like, ah, eh. and we, my one buddy, had like a a movie room. It is it downstairs uh, at his house, and when we all got this on home on DVD when it came out and wa- rented it and watched it, I mean, we went nuts, ballistic when John stood up and the music. Yeah, and he you know points, you know the key the key to that is you know in the bathtub over there, and it was like holy shit, like it was a total what the fuck moment. I Nothing mean, like it. I, I no, uh, and then, and in harder, I don't think there'll ever be a better reveal no it's it's it right. just it stands on its own podium and i don't ever think it's going to get knocked off that and if it does then it's going to be an incredible franchise as well or or if it's a one-off movie but i don't see it happening i agree it was it was abs- absolutely brilliant the way they did it the the so i'm i touched on this on our scream rankings i've always been a big fan of scooby-doo so i love that murder mystery appeal of a movie and this was a horror, was this one mystery? Horror thriller. Okay. 
well, I love thrillers and I just love the storyline of wondering because the whole time you actually think that Zed, or I at least thought that Zed was the Zep. Zep, sorry. Zep, yeah. I thought he was the killer. Like I thought he was the one that was holding the wife and the daughter hostage. I thought he was the one that was playing the mind games with them. I thought everything revolved around Zep. Yep. And you know, that's kind of the first piece of the puzzle when they get away from him. And then when Tobin stood up, it was unbelievable. But the progression throughout the movie to get there, to start off and just have two people that know each other, but don't, one doesn't realize that the other one knows him. They're both chained to the pipe or the wall, whatever it is, in a bathroom. And, you know, Adam just being uh what's what's the word like pretending not to know who dr gordon is oh that one okay you know when he does the whole time because he's been photographing him yeah and you know dr gordon being so calm and so patient and we have to work together to get out of here it's the only way we're going to get out of here and he just slowly becomes less calm and less patient and uh, Go ahead. Do you have something? No, I'm just thinking about how great my Carrie Elwes uh, autograph is. And it, <laughs> I had him write on it. Um, they don't want us to saw through the chains. They want us to cut through our feet. Oh. Is that the quote? They don't want us yeah. To... Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I'm debating if I can make it work. I want to meet him up at Rhode Island. That's um, That's what I had him write on my autograph from him. And it's just, I love it. So this movie, you know, brought us the iconic bathroom trap. And I think even now, the Saw, I mean, it's in the name of the franchise, obviously, like, but the bathroom trap, the flammable jelly trap, the Zep test, um, and then the reverse bear trap, which I think is arguably the most iconic trap. Do I love that trap? No, but... I think it's one of the most iconic when you think of Saw. I feel like a lot of people think of that reverse bear trap. And it's been seen multiple times throughout the franchise. I loved the, um, you know, the note in the, there's a box with two cigarettes inside of it and a note. And when there's that much poison in your blood, I, I don't remember exactly what it says, but something to the extent of there's poison in his blood. And the idea is he's supposed to, make adam smoke the poisoned cigarette yeah. he's like you don't need a gun to kill adam or whatever it was saying yeah and then yeah. there you go something to that extent <laughs> and adam gets electrocuted oh lord that was so funny and dr gordon's like what the fuck we had him why did you do that <laughs> no jeff definitely was i mean and, and another iconic thing was I, i'll never forget the first time seeing billy the puppet on the little bike and it's just creaking her her yeah. and i'm just like holy shit like i loved it loved when, when that happened i love danny glover as the detective um at times i thought they made him seem a little stupid which was frustrating but i liked him and i, I thought the partner was great too and i love how they killed the partner with the oh sings like death fish, was the fish wire or something detective sings death was the best yeah, yeah because it was believable 
he didn't do anything stupid. He's just trying to get out of the warehouse. Like, <laughs> boom, done. But um, no, we had another. You were about we always keep touching it. This seems like this whole series is they their whole franchise. They make detectives out to be stupid. My only negative, all Tap had to do, like Singh's telling him, he's like, we got the motherfucker, and Tap's like, hold on, like Tap had to go and pull the hood, you know. Yeah. Or how to how to pull the hood back on Jigsaw. He's like, I want to get a good look at his face. And then he gets his throat cut. Yeah. Like all Tap had to do, he had him at gunpoint. He was on his knees. Call your backup. Boom. And I get it. We wouldn't have the franchise if that happened. <laughs> but you just made Tap look really stupid. Right. The only other part that annoys me is when Dr. Gordon, who's so calm and patient almost the entire movie, the cell phone rings. And instead of just taking his shirt and like grabbing the phone, he can't reach it. So that he cuts his foot off. And that was that was annoying. But anyway. Yeah. Then I'd like to with um with Zep, how you know, again, you're like, oh, okay, now he's his sidekick. But then you find out, no, he wasn't an accomplice. He was just playing a game. He was also playing he was also game. playing that, you know, that that whole last two minutes is just yeah, Chris touched on that, but that was incredible. The rundown, and then you know them taking the time to show you everything you missed. Here you go. This is what happened, and this is why we're at where we're the at. Rewind. Yeah, even the key. You knew when you, when that happened in the beginning of the movie. Okay, clearly that key is going to hold some sort of importance. Yep. When Adam wakes up in the tub and pops the plug, and it goes down, and yeah, it, uh, just just such a well written movie. 100 percent. yeah powerful and amazing storyline one of one of the best written movies ever in my opinion from start to finish agreed yeah i I love the saw franchise just hands down one of my favorites i'm glad that we did this episode so i think between the two of you you kind of determined that you wanted to do this and well okay funny story Sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. So I remember Jeremy, the first time Jeremy talked about Scott and Dwayne was on our Christmas, our very first Christmas episode, which was like a month, not even a month after we started the podcast or roughly about a month after. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, Scott and Dwayne. And I'm like, no, I literally have no (laughs) idea who they are, but I'll keep talking. That's fine. I mean, you talk about them. That's fine, but I don't know who they are. And then when we cut to like picking guests for rankings, you know, Roger wanted to be our first guest and joe is a fellow admin in the horrorcon lounge show he was picked and then we i don't know why we picked my mom for scream i mean i got i love my mom but she well perfect example like when i tried to cut um scott off from i think saw three he's like wait wait wait, i have three more things and like okay yeah that's we want you to give your opinion and yep. my mom's like i felt bad interrupting you guys so it was like yeah that was she was really point. quiet but yeah. it is no. what it is so i got off track Oh, Scott. Okay. So, and then Jeremy's like, listen, like, you know, Scott's a really cool guy and he just, he just loves Halloween. He loves Halloween as much as I do. And I really think he should be our guest for the Halloween. And I'm like, Jeremy, I don't, I don't care. I'm like, you pick whoever you want. And then, so <laughs> the first time I ever talked to Scott was on our Halloween episode. And, but you had been messaging him before that. Cause you, you said to me, you're like, I think this is going to be a good episode. Right. But I mean, like, and you had talked about Saul and stuff. because you said something like, we might have to use them for Saul too. <laughs> I didn't tell you yet, but I said, you can pick the guests for Halloween. That's fine. But I said, when it's time to do Saw, I'm going to pick the guest. 
and that's because I was like you can have Scott for Halloween that's fine but I'm picking the guest for Saw and I had other people in mind and then once we did the Halloween episode and it went as well as it did and I got to know Scott more and I found out like how much Scott also appreciates Saw and he messaged me before I even asked him to do the Saw episode. He's like, yeah, he's like, I can't wait for your Saw rankings. Like, I'm already rewatching them, blah, 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 something. And I'm just like, this is a guy for Saw 2. Like, he's going to be our guest for Saw 2 as well. So it's I just- appreciate it. I appreciate it. Like I said, it was, you know, Halloween, obviously, just that that was my introduction to horror. And I just fell in love with it. Yeah. But Saw just happened at that pivotal stage of my life. Like, the bulk of the films were out from 16 to 24. So it, that's that's something that's always going to resonate with me yeah you know with with the films and yeah my so my my only regret is i i'm an idiot for not going to see the first one and that's it i know you you're you're a proponent of don't watch trailers you know you're like i don't want to see trailers and if i wouldn't have watched the trailer just the poster alone was badass like it's one of my favorite horror posters so i if i want to watch the trailer i probably would have went to see it in theaters so that was shame on me for just again being a slasher nut and i saw the trailer and i was like i don't know if this is for me uh, and you know stupid move at the time yeah i mean i i don't think i really could have gone to see it in the theaters i was like 10 or 11 and neither of my parents are big into horror so it, i don't think i was ever gonna go get to see that in the theater so that's what it is i saw the first two in the theaters i didn't see any after okay that. way to brag jeremy well no i'm just saying rub it in you guys both saw more than me. and Well, I, I saw know. X, and now I've seen X in theater. So you got one, know. two, and X. My top three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Funny how that works. But yeah, I mean, I just... It's a shame that we have to die after this. I know, right? <laughs> oh, going down. Um, so is that the end? Who's going to publish this episode? I know, right? Hello, Jeremy, Kristen, and Scott. It looks like you've all failed my game. Now it's time to meet your fate.